0: Welcome to the sports marketing huddle. I'm your host, Rob Cressy, founder of Bacon Sports. Today I'm sharing an episode from a podcast I was just on, the Beer in Business podcast. It's a podcast for business owners and aspiring entrepreneurs that want massive success. On it, we talk about finding focus in your passion. How do you take what you love and turn it into your business? I also share wisdom from my journey of building bacon sports, including telling several stories you haven't heard before. I want to show the guys from the Beer and Business podcast love, so if you dig it, make sure to let Jake and John know. And as always, I'd love to hear your thoughts. You can hit me up on social media at Rob Cressy everywhere. Enjoy. Welcome to Beer and Business. You've turned into the best podcast on the interwebs. We drop crafty knowledge on you every week about business, but we have fun and keep it real. And yes, we talk about beer, because it's beer. So sit back, crack open a cold one, because learning is better with barley and hops. And now, introducing our host, the full-bodied philosophers. If he was to pat you on the back, you'd list it on your resume. It's Jake Mullins. And his beard never gets cold. It just sits there, staying frosty, waiting for him. Ladies and gentlemen, John Winnie.
1: Folks, welcome back to Beer and Business. Today is Friday, October 4th. This is Jake. And this is Darren. And today we're talking about how to find your focus in your passion. And I'm really excited. We've got Rob Cressy on the show today. He's the founder of Bacon Sports, and he's going to talk to us about how to transform your passion into a sustainable business model because he followed his passion, Darren, which was sports to build a respectable marketing and media company. And it's not always easy to do. So, Rob, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks for having me. I am super excited to be here.
1: Well, we're excited to have you. But before we get into the conversation, Rob, uh, we start every show by drinking an ice cold beverage. And uh, we are drinking the official beer, of the Beer and Business Podcast, Jailhouse Brewing. Darren's got a 5-0, double 5-0. Double five-oh. And I am drinking the Fuzz, which is a peach Saison. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though you're remote, Rob, you are also having a beverage. What do you got there?
0: I've got a Goose Island 312 and it tastes delicious.
1: That's awesome. Well, uh, here's to
2: we are going to pay homage to which pagan god today? Uh, it's actually a goddess today. It mm-hmm. is Nikasi. It's the ancient Sumerian goddess of beer and brewing. Well, so she's got my vote. Here's so, to Nikasi. Yeah, it's Nikasi. Cheers.
1: Oh my god, I'm not a big saison guy, but this one's awesome. It's so mellow and it's just got a little bit of peach to it, which Darren can't have because he's allergic and I guess he's worried about dropping dead, which, you know, whatever.
2: <laughs> Overrated.
1: I know. Come on, man. Seriously. Man, just take the epi pen. <laughs> yeah, right. So, Rob, I want to get right into it, buddy. You you founded a company um, in sports media, but I want to go back to the beginning. You are super passionate about sports. And and when did this start for you?
0: Uh, I've always loved sports. I grew up in Pittsburgh and in Pittsburgh, they only raise you one way to love all things sports. I'm a diehard Steelers and Penguins fan. And it just so happened. I also loved basketball. Pittsburgh didn't have a basketball team. So uh, my mom's side of the family is from Chicago. We used to come here for Christmas every year. Who was the basketball player who played in Chicago? Michael Jordan. So all of a sudden, at a young age, I wanted to be like Mike. And if you really drill down to how I became such a sports fanatic, you can actually look at uh, 1991, the hmm. Penguins went back-to-back with Mario Lemieux and Yob Yager winning the Stanley Cup. Oh, my God, I remember that. At the same time, yep. Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls started winning championships. So at the age of 11, I was exposed to a lot of championships. And from that, that culture of winning has literally never left me. That is... So, The I mean, I remember
1: the pens in 91 that was awesome mm-hmm. and yeah i mean you know michael jordan Scottie pippen i mean what a just Dennis awesome Rodman. dynasty yeah what a really cool time to to be coming up watching sports now dude i grew up in dayton which is close to cincinnati so you know what i had not a heck of a lot to root for <laughs>
0: <laughs> who they think Pete um, rose? Pete rose that was Michaels. about it <laughs> <laughs> who,
1: who day? who they day, who they who they's gonna think kind of <laughs> choking at Super Bowl is what it's like man but I did get to, I, I did get to watch Pete Rose in his heyday, you know, before all the scandal, which was pretty cool. Riverfront. That was, that was awesome. i bet but, you, you yeah. didn't watch him as
2: much. Ah, uh, that's uh, hilarious. Way to go, Darren. Are you wearing, are you wearing one of your jerseys today, there, Rob?
0: So... I am actually wearing a NBA Jam shirt okay. that says, boom, shock locker. he's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, I have it. lost so many
1: quarters to that game. <laughs> Holy cow. Right? That just took Amazing me way game. back. Yeah. I God, I remember, what, what platform was it that that finally came out on that you could play it in the house? Was it Super Nintendo or... Genesis or something. I don't know what it was, but I remember when that came out in the house and it's like, Oh my God, finally. Cause I want, I want to say it was uh, Sega Genesis. I think you're right. Yeah. Cause it was like every time I was out somewhere, every spare quarter went to that stupid game. No. I loved it. All right. So the interesting, you said you got used to championships and winning. So talk to us about how that's influenced you as, as you grew up and, and got into the working world.
0: It's Championship culture is a culture and it's a mindset. So when you're around excellence, you think differently. And I'm extremely blessed because of where I grew up as well as where I've lived. So the places in which I've lived the majority of my life, Pittsburgh and Chicago are the top two. Well, guess what? I've seen the Steelers win three Super Bowls, no, two Super Bowls, I've seen the Penguins win five Stanley Cups, I saw the Cubs win the World Series, and I saw the Blackhawks win three Stanley Cups. So imagine that as opposed to if I was born in Cincinnati or an, <laughs> another city, but it's a realistic thing because sure. the this culture of sports is different in every city. And in Pittsburgh, while we may not have a lot of the things that Chicago does, you've got the Steelers, you've got sports. And because of it, I think differently and no joke. This has helped me in building my sports media company because... I'm very pragmatic about how I see sports because I know what it takes to win championships. Because when you watch championship level sports teams, coaches, organizations, cultures, you start to look at what are the common threads. And it is because of that, that I've become a connoisseur of excellence. So I love getting information from the Nick Sabans of the world, the Urban Myers of the world. When you get into their mindset of what does it take to be elite and win championships? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: That's awesome. So who who are you watching today? I mean, you grew up with uh you grew up in Pittsburgh. Now you're in in Chicago. Who are your teams? Who are the people you're you're passionate about following today?
0: So, for me it's the Steelers without a doubt, the Penguins without a doubt. So, for me, Sidney Crosby, he is the epitome of excellence, and he's very easy to hate, but that's fine. <laughs> you can shoot all the arrows at me that you want. We've won three Stanley Cubs, and they've been absolutely incredible. The same with all things Steelers. Um, the baseball season, unfortunately, didn't work as well for the Cubs. Uh-uh. But you know what? You chalk it up to the game. They've been successful for a while. So Pittsburgh teams are my number one. Chicago teams are my number two. My wife is from Buffalo. So I root for the Bills and Bills Mafia. She also went to the University of Central Florida. So I root for UCF. And then quite frankly, because of what I do, um, I love all things sports. So it doesn't matter if you are a Utah Jazz fan or a Cincinnati Reds fan. I can chop it up with you guys about anyone that you want. He hasn't said anything about the Falcons though. <laughs>
1: no. Or the Hawks. Thank yet, God. Or just, the Braves.
2: So Yeah, please, let's just not not go.
0: Ahead.
1: The
2: Braves lost last night. Yeah. Seven-six or six to seven against the Cardinals. So yeah. But um how so, how you hang doing? on, I gotta oh. I gotta just make a connection here. So I didn't realize your your wife was
1: from from Buffalo. Buffalo. And I got a I got a quick story for you, Rob. You'll <laughs> you'll appreciate this. I did I lived in Buffalo for two years and uh I was out visiting stores. I I was a district manager for AT&T and we were out visiting stores and we drove past um the the stadium and there's a bunch of people out in the parking lot and I'm like what's going on over there? And the dude that I was with he looked at me like I'm stupid and he's like tailgating. I'm like for what? And he's like the game. And so I'm looking at him I'm like I, I don't I don't understand what game. The football game, idiot. But it's Wednesday. And he, again, he looked at me like I had three heads. And I'm like, holy shit, these people sit in the parking lot and tailgate all freaking week. Yeah. I've never seen anything yeah. like it.
2: Welcome to Rich Stadium, Buffalo, New York. It's the old stadium.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's freaking crazy. So I actually came to respect and like the Bills living there just because the fans were so nuts. And uh, it's kind of hard not to get caught up in all that. Didn't matter
2: how bad they sucked. To that. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Well, how are you feeling this year? I mean, now that your QB is... Gone. You guys lost your running back. Uh he left. You lost your star wide receiver. And now you're you know, your star quarterback is injured and out for the season. What, what do you think? What do you think your chances are this year?
0: So I'm always well, one, every year every season, both with the Steelers and the Penguins. The standard is championship or bust. Right. So that was my standard going into it. So when you have a Hall of Fame quarterback who's won Super Bowls, you got a Super Bowl winning coach, uh, one of the best offensive lines, you're like, all right, we've got a shot, and that's all you're looking for because if you don't have a shot, sports sucks. But they Pittsburgh traditionally has a shot in every sport. You lose Ben Roethlisberger, and I would say that I'm cautiously optimistic winning the Super Bowl. Um there's a quote that I like, happiness is a function of expectations. Going into the season, my expectation we can win the Super Bowl. You lose Ben Rothersberger, my expectation moved back. Can they win the division? They can. Will it be a challenge most certainly. Uh my expectations on can they win the Super Bowl? They would have to catch lightning in a bottle. Um I'm just rooting for them at this point to win the division because I believe that's really the only way they're going to make the playoffs.
2: Now, I I'm going to, I'm probably jumping ahead a little bit, but you talk about all these all star teams, phenomenal teams that you follow. I'm sure you're embedded with them uh, from their mentality standpoint and what the coaches do. Do you have some takeaways or the, how you translate that over into your business and how you approach business?
0: Very much so. So, one thing that I've taken from Nick Saban is, his mindset about the micro. You know how you win a national championship? By winning the play in front of you, by winning this specific rep of the weightlifting session that you're doing. Because so often it's a series of compounding actions that you take that help lead to success. Success is a journey. It's not just one thing. So really think of it as You do your job. So, an offensive lineman, your job on this is to block that guy in front of you. And if you can successfully rinse and repeat that every single time, you're going to be successful. There's an element of you can't control the outcome. You can only control your preparation and your ability to execute. And with that, I've become one of the most process oriented people you can find because it's all about the process. You know what? I'm gonna put myself in the best position to succeed, and we'll let the cards fall where they do. And as long as I'm doing that, I mean, you so often hear praise the effort, not the result. And there's a great book about this by Annie Duke, uh, who's a poker player called Thinking in Bets. Mm -hmm. And the great analogy she gives is listen, Sometimes you lose on pocket aces. Does that mean that you made the bad decision? No, it just means the result didn't go the way that you wanted to. But moving forward, you should continue to do things if the mindset is correct, the same way over and over again. And so often in business and life, people are resulting too much and not thinking about the process that goes into it. So I want
1: to, I want to. For the sake of our audience, I want to kind of step back because the the whole point of this conversation is, you know, people that are following their passion in business, whether that's for you, it's sports, um, whether it's, you know, photography or travel or whatever your, your personal passion is. A lot of people will actually chase that as their their business. Mm-hmm. And so what I'd like to know from you, Rob, is when did you think about starting a business in sports?
0: It is something that. My background's in digital advertising sales, which I did for seven years. I was very successful at it. But uh, I got to a point where I didn't wake up every day looking forward to sling banner ads and text links. And really, I can think about the genesis of this dream right when I graduated college from Miami of Ohio That I didn't have a job for a year and a half out of college. I was broke, broke. I was living (laughs) off my credit card. I had no money and it was a low time. And the first job I got was at a fifth, third bank call center selling home equity loans inbound. It was terrible. (laughs) And at that time I was 22 years old and all I could dream about was like writing about sports because that was sort of my outlet. So I was always like creating my own sports blogs, writing for free for fantasy sports websites, things like that. And As the years evolved and I jumped from job to job, slightly increasing each one, but each one having its own layer of things that I didn't like because you weren't in the pocket of what you wanted to do. Like I was working jobs where I would get it on autopilot and then I would start writing my sports blog at work. Mm -hmm. And then I would just sit there and dream and I'd be like, man, I would love for the day where this is what I do is just write about sports because I knew what I was great at. And I kept hearing, follow your passion. You'll never work a day in your life. And for me, unfortunately, the path wasn't... I wasn't a communications major at Syracuse. My track wasn't being at ESPN or being a sideline reporter or an anchor or anything on TV. I didn't have any of that skill set. But I knew what I knew because... I don't watch the news. I literally don't watch anything other than sports. It's just how I operate. And finally, I got to a point and uh, I think I was 30 years old and I was successful at online advertising. And I said to myself, listen, I'd regret it for the rest of my life if I don't give it a shot at chasing my dreams and making it happen because I saw what the marketplace was doing and I knew I could do a better job. And I would regret it forever if me as a a creator and a sports blogger never gave it it a shot to make that dream happen. So I was looking at the barstools of the world, the dead spins. And I was like, man, I belong with that category. I was like, I know I can do this. And then finally it got to the point where I said, listen, I'm cutting the cord and I'm going all in on this. And I want to say that I had been doing bacon sports, for a few months on the side, uh, in terms of getting a good design on the site, like I was going to do this. Right. And it wasn't like you traditionally hear with, Hey, can you make your side hustle equal the same amount of money as your regular hustle? Uh, uh-uh. I went from making several six figures to $0 overnight. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> oh yeah. God. The, the luxurious life
2: of an entrepreneur, Darren mm-hmm. and I know it. Well, I <laughs> we love <laughs> yes. it. I love it. So I, I, Quick question. How did you come up with the name bacon? I mean, bacon sports. I mean, everybody loves bacon, so that's obvious. But why did you decide on that name?
0: So it's actually you'll enjoy this story, certainly with a Cincinnati tie. So one, if you like bacon, you traditionally like sports. Boom. Know thy demographic. Like bacon Fair. sports. <laughs> like, sure. It's actually. I was at the uh, New York Giants Buffalo Bills game a few weeks ago in New York, and I was wearing a bacon sports shirt. And the guy, as we're going across the aisle, is like, "Hey." bacon sports. I like bacon and sports. And I was like, congratulations. You would like what we do. (laughs) Boom.
2: So no, that
0: demographic, the reason why brands work with us is because they want to market to sports fans. So who better to help them market and create content than the exact person and people that they're looking to market to. But let's get back to the original origin of bacon sports. So I'm sitting there um, with a friend of mine and we're We're thinking about names. And at the time, and this is seven plus years ago, at the time, uh, Lollapalooza just happened. And there was a band named Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr., And for some reason, (laughs) I found the second junior to be funny. I was like, junior, junior, that's hilarious. So the original name for bacon sports was Ken Griffey, junior, junior.com because Ken Griffey, (laughs) junior was my favorite non Pittsburgh athlete ever sweetest swing. And you being a a Reds fan, I was at Miami of Ohio when junior went from Uh, the Mariners to the Reds. And it was like, Oh my God, Ken Griffey Jr. So I've always loved him. I loved that upper deck card, like everything. So I actually bought the domain name. And then one thing that was important for me in building this brand, certainly as a sports blog early on, was the aesthetic of the site. It had to look pristine. And it just so happened that While searching for web designers, I landed on peopleofwalmart.com. And I looked at the bottom (laughs) to see who the web design company was. And it was a company called Three Ring Focus out of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I hit them up and I was like, hey, guys, I dig the design of this. Long story short, we start working together. And little did I know this would be one of the greatest decisions that I ever made because... Uh, shout out to my man uh, Adam Kippel. Where mm-hmm. guess what? They were Pittsburgh Steelers fans. They were Penguins fans. I was like, holy crap! So I start building this relationship, and I'm like, listen, the name of the site is Ken Jr., Jr. Dot com and he's like, yeah, man, I get it. He's like, but I think it might be a little bit too niche. I'm not sure if everyone will get it. And I'm like, all right, yeah, like I'm open to other stuff, and he's like. What do you think about bacon sports? And I was like, I like okay. bacon. I like sports. I was like, boom, checked the domain. No one had ever bought come. the domain, bacon sports.com. So I went ahead, purchased the domain, trademarked bacon sports. And just like that, that is the origin of bacon sports.
2: I'm telling you, a few weeks last month, we were talking to the one guy. We needed to come up with Bacon Magazine. It would sell <laughs> like hotcakes. What do you think? Bacon magazine, it's all about bacon. I mean, I'm in think about the center. I'm in,
1: obviously. Yeah, totally. (laughs) That's awesome. And by the way, for, for all of our, our listeners, um, check out their website, baconsports.com. It It actually is really nice looking. So you guys, uh, knocked it out of the park there. And, uh, you, you know what, it's, it's something that I completely resonate with because, you know, that was kind of the, the formation of our brand beer and business, you know, two things that I love. And, uh, it's hilarious. I'll wear a t-shirt out and I'll have people come up to me like beer and business. I don't even know what it is, but I'm interested. What is it? You know, and
2: <laughs> well, like, let's grab a beer out of this aisle and we'll sit down and talk
1: about it. Yeah. And well, then I, I couldn't believe that, you know, www.beer.business hadn't been taken. It's the cheapest domain I've ever bought. It was $10. Oof. I've bought other domains for my business that were like two, 3000 bucks and I'm like beard like business is available and it's $10. I freaking about, well, pick a solid gold Ken one. Griffey, junior, junior, not really cheap <laughs> too. But. Yeah. Well, actually uh, <laughs> Rob will sell it to you for about two or 3 million, I think. Yeah. Um, So Rob, <laughs> so you, you got into this um, and, you know, going back to, you know, I I can't remember who it was that told you, but somebody follow your passion. You'll never work a day in your life. I think you probably quickly realize that that's not the truth, right? You get into it and all of a sudden not making any money. And it's like, oh shit, reality hits. And you really got to bust your ass to, to get it rolling. So talk to us about the early days, um, you know, trying to, to struggle to figure out your model, your monetization, and, and what that looked like for you.
0: So I'll define that. You'll never work a day in your life because I think it's an important designation. Work is grinding, selling home equity loans at an inbound call center (laughs) when you're sitting there counting down the clock and you're showing up exactly three minutes late because you know that will count and you're leaving seven minutes early because you know that will count for the hour there. So you're, you're shaving off that time and you're essentially wasting your life on something that you hate. That is work. For me... Since I started making sports, I have worked every single day of my life. I have not for one second stopped thinking about my dream. Why? Because building your dream isn't work. Is it hard as shit? Hell yes. I mean, it is terribly difficult, but it is not work. Work is things you don't love. So let's go to the very beginning. And for me, in, in starting this... The unique advantage I had is my background's digital advertising sales. So I knew how to monetize websites. Here's the thing though, I also saw where the industry was going because that's what I did for a living. Things were going from desktop to mobile. Uh social was starting to happen, and I was watching the CPMs that publishers were getting for digital advertising decreasing while the inventory was decreasing. So going into it, I was like, I'm not going to build this on a display advertising model, which every publisher does. Here's the problem. I did not have the answer for what you do. If you don't build a sports blog (laughs) built on an advertising based model, because if that existed, everybody would be doing it. But the thing is, Because of this mindset, I'm still around seven years later, and you're seeing major media companies everywhere laying people off and going out of business because they didn't have the foresight to diversify their revenue streams. So going into this for the first three years, we were on the publisher model, creating thousands of articles, videos, podcasts, social media content, and none of it was being monetized. It really wasn't. I wasn't throwing banner ads up because what does it matter when you're getting 30, 100, or a thousand people to your website a day? It's like, it's irrelevant. It's like, congratulations, here's your check for $24. So I was like, listen, I'm just going to increase the brand experience and not have that on there. So, One thing that you're going to hear from me often is a growth mindset. So back to the beginning, when I went down to $0, I said, All right, now this is on me. And the person you're talking to right now could not be any more different than the person I was seven years ago. Uh, When I was selling digital advertising, I was very successful. I was what you would consider a late 20s party kid. Uh, I lived hard played hard. I had a a time of my life, but I didn't invest in personal development. I wasn't balanced. The second I started my own business, I was like, oh crap, I'm all in on this. So now there is no one else to answer to. So immediately I realized, listen, this journey is going to be hard as shit. So there's two things that I can control, my mindset and my personal development. So because of this, I've quadrupled down on a positive mindset, because Mm -hmm. I know there's gonna be nothing but obstacles moving forward. But as long as I have a positive mindset on everything, then I'm gonna keep moving forward. It's only when you see the negativity that you can quit or you go backwards. The other one is personal development. So what I started to do was uh, audit and reverse engineer the success habits of the most successful people, the CEOs, the CMOs, the people that I aspired to be like. So I started to look at what they did. And oftentimes, you would hear themes coming up over and over again. Meditation, waking up early, fitness, reading. And sometimes you have to hear, Hey, you should read 50 times before you're like, Hey man, maybe I should start reading. Well, guess what? I started to stack these habits to where now all of a sudden my growth mindset is almost like Neo in the matrix. When he realizes he can learn judo, he's like, Whoa, (laughs) I can learn judo. (laughs) <laughs> the same thing started to happen with me with the things I was learning from these other CEOs and from the books I was reading in the podcasts. So all of a sudden I'm like, listen, they can never take this away from me. I could go out of business, but guess what? Right. As long as I keep on learning, I'm going to set myself up for future success no matter what. So I had a long-term mindset on this. So it's like, all right, Rob, you're still at $0. How do you do this? Well, the good news is I built a bankroll from my digital advertising days
1: mm-hmm.
0: for no specific purpose. One day I just looked and I was like, wow, I've got a lot of money. I'm now going to start my own business. And that's what funded me to do what I did. So now it's like, all right, we're not going the advertising model. What are you going to do? So I joined an incubator in Chicago and they're like, hey, have you ever thought about throwing an event? And I was like, I've never done so before, but let's do it. So what did I do? I went and rented one of the largest venues in Chicago, Union Station. Uh, it holds a thousand people. Remember, I've never done an event before in my life, so I'm like, "All right, <laughs> go big or go what home." What goes well? What goes well with bacon and sports? And I'm like, ah, oh, beer. Boom. Just like that. Say hello to the bacon sports and beer celebration. Cool. So what I did is I brought together 20 craft breweries selling or serving beer tastings, 20 restaurants in Chicago, serving baking, bacon dishes. I had nerf games, pop a shot, a DJ, a photo booth, TVs with games on and I filled it with 700 people rocking jerseys. And it took me nine months to plan. And it was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. and. It was absolutely incredible from a day of experience, but it was not revenue positive because I did the entire thing with myself and a shell team of interns and a few other people. It takes entire companies to do this. I took the entire thing on myself. So the reason I threw the event is because of something I saw in the marketplace. I went to a networking event and there was a bank that was giving out stress balls and I was like, that is the lamest shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Why would I ever go to this bank? Because they're giving me a stress ball. And I was like, I'm going to do the complete opposite. So if you were going to throw an event with bacon, sports, and beer, what would you do? Congratulations. That's what I created. So it became a content marketing meets experiential marketing uh, exhibition where I blended it together, saying, Listen, guys, your demographic's gonna be here for the people who are attendees. Listen, guys, you like bacon, you like sports, you like beer. Boom, all of a sudden, all of that gets put together. And the reason I'm telling you this story is this is foundational to how the creative agency of Bacon Sports evolved because I threw one more of those events and it was successful for the day of, but once again, it did not make money. But I knew how to build a community and engage fans. And congratulations, that evolved into a, cre- a creative agency.
1: That's really, that's really interesting. I want to go back to one thing you said, though, um, before we dissect this even further, you you talked a lot about mindset um, and how you went from, you know, being a complete different person than you were seven years prior. And I totally agree. We've actually done a show on on growth mindset. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I think is interesting when, when people hear, you know, we're going to have listeners that tune into this show for the first time. They've they've never listened to our podcast before. So I always like to talk about this. I I, I totally agree with you and I'm, and I've got, you know, very positive mindset, but I have days where I get kicked in the teeth and, you know, when it rains, it pours kind of thing happens and all kind of shit comes down on me. And it's like, you just... even, even today, probably you have those days where you're like, what in the hell? And I'm curious when you've, when you had those, especially early on as you're, cause I don't, I don't do it as much as I used to, but I'm curious when you had those, how did you pick yourself back up? How did you get your head back in the game? And I think that's critical because people will hear this and they'll say, man, I had bad days and I, and I'm just not there. And I don't want them to think that you just choose this. And some people are just successful because they don't have bad days. We do right
2: i let me let me give you a quick thing that my lacrosse coach used to tell me. Just rub some dirt on it, get back in the game. That's all you got to do. put dirt, rub dirt on it, and get <laughs> back in there. I'm sure there's a better methodology than that though go
0: ahead, rub <laughs> well, into your analogy the thing is, it doesn't make you feel any better during while it's going on right so remember. I was not the same person I was seven years ago. So that is why I tripled down on the positive mindset and the personal development. And I actually tattooed the word believe on my forearm. And I only have two tattoos. One is the Pittsburgh Steelers logo. The other is the word (laughs) believe Uh no joke. And it's because it's a constant reminder for me to always believe in my dreams and myself and that I can do anything I set my mind to. So. One of my favorite books is Obstacles the Way by Ryan Holiday. Yep. And Ryan Holiday is very much into Stoic philosophy. And because I'm an avid reader, it's something that uh, I get the perspectives from a lot of different people take what I like. And Stoic philosophy is something that very much resonates with me because it says uh, don't focus on the monsters that may or may not be ahead. Just focus what's on what's in front of you. So while the things are going on, um, you think to yourself, this too shall pass. It doesn't make it feel any better. And so often, I mean, over the last seven years, the amount of anxiety that I've dealt with as an entrepreneur is probably something the majority of people, as you guys certainly know, can't deal with. And it's why I've become the person that I am. It's actually helped grow my brand. It's adversarial growth where I've grown by walking towards the fire and towards the monsters. And you're like, man, this is just horrible. And then the next day you get up and you're like, let's make this all better. And you know, an entrepreneurial journey, it's like a roller coaster. You're like at the top, you're like, yeah, I'm going to nail this. I'm going to, I just landed the biggest deal of my life. And then like the next day they're like, oh yeah, John's no longer there. This campaign's done. And you're like, oh my God, what am I going (laughs) to do? And that's why I've, I've focused on building an internal fortress. Like if you see me now, it's not that I'm unemotional. I'm just, I'm pragmatic and I'm stoic about it because I don't get too high. I don't get too low. And as I've evolved, and I'll even think about even like last month, bad things happen to me all the time. And the key is awareness and recognition. So many people will allow themselves to spiral out of control. So. You can think about this in fitness. Someone's going to the gym all the time and then they get out of the routine. They miss one day and they're like, oh man, well, I'm going to miss tomorrow too. And one day leads to two, leads to three, leads to a week, leads to a month. Next thing you know, you're 20 pounds overweight. Well, the same thing can happen for a mindset and entrepreneurial journey. So I've learned to recognize first. So I'm aware when I'm on tilt. When something negative happens, you're like, man, and here comes the negativity. It's like, boom, boom, boom. The bitch voice is just just screaming at me. It's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. So now I've been able to go from how long will this stay with me? An entire day, multiple days, down to can I get this so I only feel bad for a few hours? Mm -hmm. Because guess what? We're, We're not perfect. But if you can say, I just got punched in the face and two hours later, I'm good. Boom. And that's how what I'll do is I'll write out my thoughts. Uh, Meditation's big. Journaling. Get what's in your head out of your head. And then number two, change your environment. Because so often we're in the same place where you're feeling these feelings. Go take a walk outside. Go do anything that isn't the feeling that you're feeling.
1: I appreciate you walking us through that, Rob, because I think this is where a lot of people get discouraged when they're in the beginning of their journey. They hear people like you that have found success and they're like, you know, oh, they're positive. They get over things. But what they don't see is that early on, it wasn't so easy and it took longer. And and it's it's a way that I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs in their beginning stages flame out and say, I can't do this because... When they do get punched in the face, it hurts really bad and they can't just pick themselves back up. And I'm, I'm sure you're a lot like me. When I was early in my career and early in trying to figure out how to have a positive mindset, it could take me days, sometimes weeks to get over it, quote unquote. Sure. Where now, you know, like you, it's a couple hours and I'm, I'm back on the horse and I'm ready to win again.
0: Well, here's the thing. What we're talking about is not easy, and most people want comfort. And by definition, as an entrepreneur, we signed up for this. You signed up for the uncertainty and the risk in not knowing. So everything that you hear from me saying, guess what? This is par for the course. This is what you signed up for. And this very much speaks to the Instagram culture and the glamorization of entrepreneurship that we see right now (laughs) of people wanting things to be easy. Well, guess what? Every single day, and this was my mindset when we were creating content, every single day could be the day that I have my major breakthrough. But guess what? Every single day, I'm not expecting it to happen. So... I was, I knew it could, some people are like, I got to hit my home run right now. I got to hit the lottery for me. I'm like, you know what? It's not going to, it might not happen today. So I got to keep taking another step forward and another step forward. So for me, an absolute key for every entrepreneur is the long-term mindset. You have to, have to, have to. And I heard a great quote from flea from the red hot chili peppers. He was on the bill Simmons podcast. (laughs) And Was he wearing pants? What was that? Was he wearing pants? Yes, but not a shirt. He had no shirt on. He never does. He said, the rainbow is the process. So what he was really saying (laughs) is so often people think you want to get to the mountaintop and that's what success looks like. What he's really saying is success is the day-to-day part of this the bad feeling the good feeling mm-hmm. you got to own that and let that be your rainbow and there was a, it was a big um, turning point for me in my journey when i realized success was my ability to wake up every day and do this not i landed the deal well, you
1: know i want to go back to something you said earlier rob you know success coming one action at a time you know put yourself in the shoes of somebody that wins a world series you, the The winning the World Series is has got to be an incredible feeling, and it's the crescendo of a lot of stuff. But that's after years and years of getting that one last rep up, that day that you didn't want to get up early, that you did get up early to go run. That you know, little league game where you got you know, an uh, an RBI. You know, just all the little things that got you to where you're going. And I think as as entrepreneurs, we're so ambitious. We have a tendency of not stopping to celebrate those, those little actions that are those stepping stones that get us to the ultimate because that, that winning the suit, the, the world series, it's a very short action and it's going to come and go, but all that other stuff in the journey is going to be there. And you have plenty of reasons to celebrate.
0: So I completely agree. It's why the habits and routines are so important to me. It's like, what is the value of waking up at 5 a.m. for seven straight years? Is it comfortable to wake up then? 0%. 100% of the time, waking up at 5 a.m. is early as crap. I wake up and I'm like, ugh. But guess what? <laughs> you wake up, you get to the kitchen, I open my Kindle, and I start reading for 20 to 30 minutes every single day for seven straight years.
2: There you go. That's awesome. Well, you, you talk about that on your podcast, on on one of your podcasts, you talk about your routine on what you do every day and you pretty much allow your audience to hold you accountable. I mean, you, you fess up. You're like, I did this today. Like I normally do. I had my water with my lemon. I went and did my 45 minute workout. I'm working on this to do the run. And when you miss it, you tell everybody about it. You don't just kind of code over it. It's like, man, I didn't do it today, but I'm going to do it tomorrow. And the next day I did it again. So, but that's nice how you share that. You're honest with your audience and you share that with them. And do you feel that you're allowing them to hold you accountable more? Or is it just your way of being honest and like the rubber's got to hit the road every day and... By telling you guys this, it keeps me motivated to continue to do it.
0: Both. Accountability is the number one thing for entrepreneurship or one of the number one things, but it comes down to self-accountability. So the overwhelming majority of content that people see me create is based on things that I'm already doing. So when I'm reading and meditating and doing positivity, you'll see a lot of it on my LinkedIn and Twitter. Like, man, Rob's the most positive guy. All I'm doing is sharing the things that I do already as part of my morning routines. And then when it comes to the putting the things out there, for me, that's the ultimate accountability. I'm already as accountable as crap to myself. Like you don't need to, no one's going to hold myself to a higher anything than I will. But guess what? Something different happens when you tell others you're going to do it. And most people are afraid to do it. And I'll tell you one of the times in which I was most nervous and almost scared to create a piece of content. And this is maybe a year or a year and a half ago on LinkedIn. And for the longest time, one of my goals was to help a million people. And one of my favorite books is The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, if I read it.
0: Uh, I love the mindset that Grant has. He very much inspires me. And he's like, whatever your goal is, 10 exit. it. So I'm someone that I love. I want to inspire and help other people. And I think for at some point, the goal was like, I want to help 100,000 people or something. And then he's like, 10X it. And I'm like, holy crap, a million people. Well, guess what? So I was writing and my goal was every day. I'm going to help a million people every day, every day, every day. But then I was like, I got to put this out there. And I was like, holy crap. Like, what do you do when you go on LinkedIn and create a video and say, hey, guys, Rob Cressy here. I'm going to help a million people. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know how I'm going to quantify it. And I'm just putting this out there. It was, it's a weird feeling because I didn't, it's not that I didn't know how people would respond. It was a goal that was so big and audacious. That it almost scared me, but in the weirdest, I almost can't comprehend it because who's crazy enough to go out there and say they're going to help a million people and put that on camera? Well, guess what? Now that is on wax.
2: Well, Jake has ten acres that he needs cut occasionally, so that could yeah, that could be one or one million people. You can come down and cut <laughs> his can, grass, for him, yeah. cut his ten acres for him, <laughs> right? Brushes, donkeys, yeah. So that's
1: so, uh, it, it. Is it, it makes huge. you very vulnerable, doesn't it? Uh, putting yourself out there like that. And, you know, it's something that we did. I mean, we very early in this podcast, we stated our intentions to be one of the top business podcasts on, on Apple iTunes. I have no idea how the hell we're going to get there and when we're going to get there, but I've stated it. I've stated it to a lot of people that I care and trust. Um, And it's like, okay, now what?
2: Yeah. But if you don't, (laughs) if you don't state it and you don't put it out there for the world to see, like you've done, you're going to help a million people then honestly, if you don't speak it, it can't become right a reality. Yeah, totally uh, agree with
1: that. So, so Rob, here's, here's something interesting in, in listening to you tell your story. And this is really kind of getting at the, the heart of this conversation today for entrepreneurs. So you chased after your, your passion. And we, Darren and I meet a lot of entrepreneurs in the community. We talk to a lot of entrepreneurs on the show. Um, and we do meet a lot of people that, that have a career or background in, in something, but they go into business chasing something that they absolutely love. And for you, it was sports. For somebody else, it could be a number of things. But one of the things that I really like about your story is that you went into this thing thinking that you were going to create this sports blog and monetize it through advertising and immediately realized that that wasn't available to you. And so you started to, you know, grind out content and and learn as you went along. And you also um, completely changed the way that you were thinking about your business. And, and maybe even by happenstance, by doing events. And then that turned into what became one of the, the core competencies of your company today. So I'm just curious. I'm curious what advice you'd have to entrepreneurs, kind of Picking at that scar tissue you have, and some of the mistakes that you made, or some of the lessons you learned the hard way. What advice would you give to somebody that's chasing after their their passion in life, but they don't quite have the business model figured out yet? They don't really know how to monetize it long term. What are some of those things that that you learned? Those nuggets of wisdom that you'd like to share with them?
0: Are you interested? I don't or know. Are you committed? Yeah. Because <laughs> there you go. It's, it's a very simple thing. A lot of people say, I want to versus I will. For me, I went all in. I burned the boats. And it's it's a term that I heard numerous times on an entrepreneurial journey. Hey, Rob, what happens if this doesn't work? You know what? I don't know because I don't have a backup plan.
2: There's a call center, the fifth, third call center that you <laughs> <was> so-, exactly.
0: <laughs> so for me, I am all in as all in gets. So. You keep moving forward. So the next thing would be live in action. Like I don't stop doing when it's... I've created 500 podcasts and thrown events. I've learned Photoshop, video editing, social media, apparel. Like all of the things you see me doing today, I did not know how to do seven years ago. All I knew is I love to write and create sports content. So live in action. Number three, don't quit. Do not ever give up. Has there been times, of course, when I'm like, I have no idea. What am I going to do? Money is tight 100%. But you know what? I never quit and I'm never going to quit because this is a journey for me. And next thing, you got to invest in your personal development. This means at minimum podcasts, reading, and then as you start to develop, coaches and mentors. And paying for being part of groups and to get coaching. Like you need to be on such a growth mindset level that it scares you. And I remember when I hired a branding coach two years ago, not even two years, a year and a half ago to help me rebrand Bacon Sports. And it was the most amount of money I'd ever spent on a coach because I'd never hired a coach before. And Times were tough. I did not have the extra thousands of dollars to hire a new coach, but I had to do it. And it was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. And then guess what? Then another group comes along and I'm like, I have to do it. And then another group comes along and I'm like, I have to do it. Guess what? That's never going to stop. I'm on this wheel of growth. And it just so happens for me in my mindset I'm playing a different commas game than everybody else. Right. And that's just straight on the money side of things. I have zero concern whatsoever for any other person. And I frame this from a standpoint, I'm extremely meticulous about every single thing that I do. My attention to detail is through the roof. I build communities. I love people. But in my entrepreneurial journey, I do not give a crap about anyone else. And a simple way to put this is, When you go to the bar with your friends and everyone's going to stay out until 2 a.m., well, guess what? When I'm ready to leave at 11 p.m., I leave and I get tons of shit. I don't give a crap. And you have to do that on an everyday basis because media, people, friends and family, coworkers, those people next to you, those people are actually going to be the ones who bring you down whether you realize it or not, there's just a negative force against entrepreneurship that you have to put a middle finger up and say, I don't care about any of that. I'm on my own journey. So really quick, you you said
2: that this past year, you, you reached deep in your pocket to make this investment in your business by hiring a branding person and a coach. And have you seen that return on investment already?
0: Okay. without a doubt. It's actually something that I saw within, well, you actually enjoy this. So remember the website that you said, Hey, people check this out. What was the result of the branding coach? Mm -hmm. You need a new website among other things. He was right. The website that I had, I had two websites, one for my agency, one for the sports blog. And Both of those were not up to par of modern day mobile plus graphics, because as we know, you build a website today and tomorrow it's already obsolete. Right. So,
2: yeah, that's one of the questions that we get a lot from people is if I put this money out, how long can I, you know, what is my return on that? So monetarily speaking, you paid out this money and within say, how many months did you see a return on that investment? Monetarily speaking, not just building up the site and having more views or clicks.
0: I will tell you that hired the branding coach in January. We worked together through April. Once that ended, I started working on putting together a new website. May and June was the development of the website. Website launched in July. Uh, August was the best month I ever had for my business. That's awesome.
1: Wow. That's great. So I want to I want to go back to one of the things you said, Rob. You were talking about, you know, others and how they can pull you down and I think you you're hitting something really important especially for somebody that that's new starting out and I really want to talk to you guys as our our audience right now. One of the things that you have to watch out for is when people when entrepreneurs step out and they grind away and they find success, people will make excuses for that success and I'm sure that that's happened with you, so it's not just you know your buddies that want to you know kind of hang out till two o'clock when you know you got stuff that you want to commit yourself to doing in the morning, but it's also when you start doing well, people will actually make excuses. Oh well, you know it's easy for you because of blah blah blah, and it's like, uh, dude, walk a mile in my shoes. Nothing about this was easy. I had to grind for everything I've got, and I'm sure you've run into that same thing, right?
0: Well, yeah, it's the uh, overnight, the 10 year overnight success, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Where, exactly. Course, yeah. This just we, happened. We live in shiny object syndrome <clears throat> land where brands take years and years and years to be built. And then everyone's like, Oh, look at this cool thing now. And that's why for me, I focus so much on the process and the journey and not the flag at the top of the mountain. And that's also why you can't care about what anybody else thinks about you. Right. Because for me, uh, there's a there's a uh, picture I have on my wall at my house that says, happiness is not a destination. It's a way of life. For me, this is a lifestyle that I live. That's literally what I'm building. Yes, it's, I'm building a company and I want to help a lot of people. This is a lifestyle. So... The fact that people are going to think that I did this overnight and everything, once again, I don't really care about the optics of what anybody thinks because the the big game changer is how do you wake up at five in the morning for so many consecutive years is because right. you're excited to wake up to work on what you want to do. This is not a fifth, third bank call center selling home no. equity loans. This is waking up saying, Oh my God, I can build whatever I want. And because of that, you're like, hell yes, I get to wake up at 5am. This is incredible. So the success or the journey that others may think, I don't care about that. But that's also why I show this because the people who see my content know what I put in on a day-by-day basis when so many other people and brands like that are going to be surface level, you know,
1: i, I want I wanted to ask you one more thing so many you've you've discussed a couple of times in this conversation uh podcasts um you've talked about people doing them. you've done you know over five hundred podcasts up to this point. Why are you so bullish and and why are you so high on people doing podcasts
0: because of this podcast that you you and I are on right now? <laughs> Think about how much more you guys know about me. And how much more you can feel me in my brand. You can see my LinkedIn profile. You can see me on Twitter. You're like, man, Rob's a good vibes person. But guess what? You can hear me right now. You can feel me right now. You guys are changed from when we first started this podcast until right now. Rinse and repeat that 500 times, not just with us and all the different guests that you guys have, but the audience, your ability to make people feel some sort of way and deliver value. For me, when I create podcasts, I want to inspire, educate, and entertain. And when you do that, you look forward to hearing back from someone again. And when it comes to brand marketing, there's so much noise out there. How do you get above the noise? How do you get more awareness? How do you get more engagement? Well, for one, where is everybody not? The majority of brands aren't on podcasts. Two, podcast is mobile first ding 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 light yep. bulb everybody it's mobile first number 3 tomorrow facebook can say congratulations guys we're going to chop organic reach in half and we're going to triple the cost per click of advertising brands are going to go oh my god we are screwed yep. so then didn't, you say didn't well, they
1: already do that this year
2: of course, but they're going to.
0: They'll do it again. Yeah, We're coming so. in the fourth
2: quarter. they are going
0: to uh, hit
1: that in December on December 10th. Oh, we probably Watch. just we probably just got uh, blacklisted you, again. Oh boy, right. So, what
0: marketing <laughs> channel now do you have control of? You say, well, I've got an email list. Well, podcast. Guess what? Your subscribers are your subscribers, and oh, by the way, right. they choose to listen to you. You're not jamming this down their throat. Yeah. Then you right. say, what do brands traditionally not do good job of? brand voice and heartbeat. And what does podcasting allow you to do? Brand voice and heartbeat. And then lastly, you know what a podcast allows you to do? Create a crap ton more content because this podcast right here can be turned into 10 other pieces of content that can then be disseminated across all of your social media and marketing. And that is how you build out a media brand.
2: Hold on. I'm just having a moment, Rob. You just got me super excited.
0: You're okay, go glad. ahead. Keep going.
2: Right. <laughs> I was oh, like, well, what ex- a crap what, ton of content across you. all this, and it could be disseminated. I'm like, oh, wow.
1: Well, you just experienced what a, a sexual encounter with uh, Darren's like a couple seconds. <laughs>
2: just as good for <laughs> he me. Just, he <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. I'm having a moment. Oh, it's over. Okay. Now, wait, now I got to send you a check, just like I do my ex-wife. Ow. There you go, Rob. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> so, Rob, next question for you. Or we're getting... Towards the end, first of all, are you ready for another beer? But I know you have to walk downstairs, so wait till we finish. Because I'm ready for another beer and Jake won't let me have one. (laughs) Um, so until I ask you this question, what is your proudest moment since you've and and let me rephrase it a little bit. What is your proudest moment since you took this venture to create bacon
0: sports? My proudest moment happened. July 5th of this year. Wow. And I uh took on a mental toughness program called 75 Hard. It was led by Andy Frasella, who runs a company called First Form, and he has a podcast called the MF CEO. And he's a very in-your-face entrepreneur and He created a program to cultivate mental toughness and discipline. And for 75 straight days, I had to do the following workout twice a day, 45 minutes inside, 45 minutes outside, drink a gallon of water, take a progress picture, um, read 10 pages of a personal development book. And follow a diet with no cheat meals and no alcohol for 75 straight days with no compromise. If you screw up even once, you go back down to zero. And the reason that you do this, he goes, listen, 75 days is a small price to pay to become the best version of yourself. You will cultivate the skills of mental toughness and discipline in a way that very few other people in the world can. And quite frankly, I didn't want to do the challenge for the the first few months. It didn't interest me Mm. until one day I was sitting on a beach in Sarasota, Florida, right after Mother's Day, visiting my wife's family. And I was like, why do I not want to do this? Because I'm I'm a big fan of their brand. And I was like, you know why I don't want to do this? Because it's going to be summertime Chicago. All of this sounds terribly difficult and not interesting to me. And then another voice came into my head. And it was like, why are you being such a bitch? And <laughs> and, I, and I've, I've heard that one before. <laughs> that, that Mark Cuban said to a woman on Shark Tank for why he wasn't going to invest in her company. And he said, I don't believe you're willing to do whatever it takes to succeed. And for that reason, I'm out. Yep. And it's something that I have never forgotten in my life. So when, when Andy says, if you go all in in 75 days, your life will be changed forever. So imagine that in 75 days, you have the ability to change your life forever. And I was like, holy shit. So I said, screw it. I'm all in. Let's do it. And I went through the 75 days and it was hard as shit. Just like I said, 75 hard. One of the Mm -hmm. hardest things I've ever done in my entire life. And by the end of it, I was a freaking machine. Because imagine what your life is like. Like you guys, I love beer. I, I threw a freaking event around beer. So to not drink for 75 days, which I've never done in my life to work out twice a day and never miss any of that stuff. It was, it was an investment in myself, in my mindset that will be with me forever. And for my future children and my future employees and for you guys and everybody who follows me to show that I'm willing to invest in myself and do whatever it takes to succeed. And I'm going to do it to show you guys what's possible because you can do it too.
2: Man, that's awesome. You got me all fired up. You now. know what? I had to count back though when you were talking about when you started it because I'm like, he said 75 days back in July. I'm like, okay. Oh, we're in the clear. I'd hate for him to go, damn it, I was on day 74 and I just had a beer. <laughs> I got to start all over again. The beer and business podcast you know made me start at zero. Damn it. That is huge though. That is, is huge. That is a, that's a commitment. Now I'll, I'll, I'll bet you are just, I mean, you feel the energy when you wake up each day. I mean, there's a a little more boost in you. Even the hard days, it's like, you know what? I'm going to drag my ass out of bed today to do these two workouts and drink my gallon of water. But I already feel like I'm a step ahead of of where I was last week or the day before, just because your body's going through that change and mentally you're going through that change.
0: You are on a different plane. And I'm actually going to make this go full circle for you guys, because guess what? It wasn't done there. So 75 days, little did I know Andy comes out and goes, listen, I created a larger program called the live hard program oh, <laughs> that is cultivating the ultimate mental discipline and toughness. And he goes, there is three more phases to this 75 hard is just the prerequisite. So when I thought I would just done something that was like, I'm good forever. No, there's three more 30 day challenges. And guess what? I just did the next 30-day challenge so everything that I just told you. But guess what? The next phase was five minutes of cold showers a day. I can't do that. No way. You you can do everything. Three more items on your daily to-do list and 10 minutes of visualization a day for 30 straight days. And guess what? Yesterday was my first day back. So I just finished this on Wednesday. Today's Friday. So I went through a 30-day cycle, my second one. So the beer that I'm having with you guys right now is only the third beer (laughs) I have had in the last 32 days. Because last night I had two beers when I had pizza, which tasted like heaven. And right now on Friday, like literally you guys talking to me. I'm like doing round off back handsprings at how excited I am <laughs> that it is one PM on Friday and I'm going to get to drink beer with my friends. And I'm starting with you guys. That's awesome.
1: awesome. And I bet you probably took one of the hottest showers you've ever taken, huh?
0: My like <laughs> probably beyond, like beyond belief. It's, it was like Andy Dufresne <laughs> in Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> it's <was> just like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. That's awesome. Well, um, for our listeners, um, bacon sports is the website, baconsports.com. sports.com. And, and Rob, if people want to check out your podcast, what's the name of your podcast?
0: So I've got three of them actually One, the sports marketing huddle, which is about sports marketing, entrepreneurship, and personal development. Mm. One called the sharp 600, which is about sports betting. One called the game day playbook, which is about sports and technology. Mm.
1: That's awesome. Well, man, we really appreciate you coming on. I think this has been a really, really high energy, productive conversation. I don't know how anybody could walk away from this not feeling fired up and having some some direction on how to follow their passion. So, Rob, thanks a bunch, man. Uh, you'll forever be a friend of the show. We're gonna link to all your stuff too when we post out the social, and uh, we wish you all the success with your with your podcasts and and with your business, buddy.
0: Thank you. I really appreciate you guys having me on. And I wanted to show you guys some love. You're doing an amazing service by helping entrepreneurs and people out there, giving them the opportunity to learn from others. And with this platform, uh, I know it's something that we as hosts oftentimes don't get credit for. But I want to show you love because you're making a positive impact in the world, putting good vibes out. Well, thanks. We
1: actually really appreciate that. And one of the things I don't really talk about a lot is we've actually turn down more sponsorships than we've asked for just because we really wanted to make this show for our listeners. And it's kind of a way to give back that might turn into a business model one day. But, um, you know, as it stands, we, we serve our our listeners and they're a really great audience and we really appreciate them. So thanks for that. We, we, uh, we don't get recognized much for what we do. Thank you, Rob. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, buddy. Thanks so much, man. This has been a pleasure. Cheers. Man, that was a really, really cool conversation with Rob.
2: Yeah, it was. He was something.
1: Yeah, he's he's got a ton of energy. And I just hope that those of you that are chasing after your passion project, if you don't have it all figured out, that's okay. You know, just, I mean, you look at Rob, he said he's not the same guy he was seven years ago. And he just ground away at it. And the business that he's running today, the way it's monetized, it's totally different than what he expected in the beginning. And, you know, if you have a a similar experience, don't, don't feel bad. No, you're, no. you're in good company. So um, we want to remind you to follow us on social. We have so many of you that are listening and you're not following us on social, please guys, we're not going to charge you. It's free dollars. Just go to Facebook, go to Instagram, go to Twitter, whatever you prefer and just search for beer and business. we we post some stuff there that you won't hear on the podcast. There's some funny stuff. We do some polls. We've had some interesting polls lately.
2: I can't believe you posted the one I texted you
1: yesterday though. Well, you, you had a good idea. So I posted it. (laughs) And by the way, we we put a poll out there. We had, uh, you know, over 700 responses. So I think it's statistically accurate. And, uh, the poll was pumpkin beer or Oktoberfest. And the winner was overwhelmingly Oktoberfest. Of course. It was 75, 25. So, um. Now you had said pumpkin coffee. Yeah, well, that's That different. would have been different. Yeah, but pumpkin, pumpkin coffee. Beer? So I guess I'm never going to hear the end of that from uh, Mr. Winnie since he despises pumpkin beer.
2: Mm-hmm. Damn it. You can but, go back and listen to that episode where the two of
1: you are t- <laughs> arguing about it. Yeah, it was pretty funny. So, so um, please follow us on, on social. We'd love to hear from you. And we also want to remind you, we would love to answer your questions on the show. So yesterday we did our fourth standalone episode of Questionable Answers. Um, we answer your questions the only way we know how, questionably. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you haven't listened, you have to go back and, and listen to uh, number four, which was the one we did yesterday. Bill Clinton actually called in, didn't he, he yes, he did <laughs> <laughs> So not only did we answer your questions on the show, but a um, little bit of comedy in there too, so I hope you enjoyed that and uh, if you know somebody that would be great on the show or if you think you would be great on the show, we want to hear from you just go to mm-hmm. to our website www.beer.business. and there is a link that says be on the show, it's right at the top. It's really easy to find. Click on that, fill out a little bit of information. It'll take you like 60 seconds and, and that's it. So we are looking for, we've got some really, really fascinating interviews coming up. And today's was awesome. Yeah, it was. Um, and we're always looking for great content. We're always looking for people that have a story to tell or that will add value to you, our audience. So uh, don't, don't be shy, reach out to us. And uh, you know what? We just uh, poured another beer. Oh boy. Here we go. we got a mugshot IPA and oh. man, I love this beer. It's so crisp. It, it's clean and it's just a,
2: a proper IPA. India pale ale, classically hopped. And it there, you it taste is. just enough hops. It's not like you're like, oh, I'm drinking.
1: And, you know, with today's uh, brewery model, you know, most of the beers that breweries um, put out, they're sold out of the tap room only. But this is one that you can get in stores. So uh, go to your local bottle shop, go to your, your local grocery store, or whatever, and search for a mugshot IPA from Jailhouse Brewing. Mm-hmm. It is fantastic. And speaking of Jailhouse Brewing, we got a couple of events coming up I want to tell you about. Tomorrow, if you're looking for something to do, I don't know if you saw this, Darren, but the high tomorrow is going to be like in the high 70s. So it's going to be a beautiful day tomorrow. You need to be outside because mm-hmm. this is the weather we've been waiting for. And you know where you should go? You should go to Jailhouse because they have an event called Barks and Brews and Barbecue. And it's from two p.m. to six p.m. the the event benefits the Humane Society. Oh wow! And so you're there is a uh, thirty dollar registration ticket in, and that money goes to the Humane Society, which is fantastic. And you can bring your pet. So if your pet is leashed and vaccinated, bring it down. Whether it's a you know dog or a llama, hell, I don't know. As long as it's on a leash and it's got vaccinations, bring it over. But uh, yeah, Barks Brews and Barbecue tomorrow from from two to six. Uh, should be a great event with, with the beautiful weather we're going to have. And next week, Wednesday, we are putting on liquid lunch from 12 to two. We want to see you there. We are putting on a podcasting workshop. We are going, if you've thought of doing a podcast, you need to come. Please. You will be, you'll be really impressed with the level of information we're going to share with you. Uh, we got excellent feedback on the first event that we did here at launch and go. So for those of you that couldn't make it, it's going to be a jailhouse brewing. 12 o'clock, we're going to start. We'll have lunch provided. There'll be some business networking. And at one o'clock, we'll start the workshop, teach you everything we know about, about podcasting. And then if you want to hang around afterwards and have some frosty beverages with us, you can. I mean, you know, get some of the f- best fresh beer in Atlanta, mm-hmm. learn, you know, meet some business contacts. You should be there. So we we hope to, to see you out
2: there. Tell them to register. Make oh, sure you register. Yes, because we're, thank you, Darren. Food is being provided for free. And we need an accurate headcount on, so we know how much food, we don't want to run
1: out. Yes. So um, you can find the event on Facebook if you go to our, our Facebook page, or you can go to the website, www.beer.business. You'll see it right on the front page of the website. Click the register button, fill out a little bit of information, take you two seconds, and you're in. And it's free. It's totally free. Lunch is free. But you do have to register. Otherwise, we may not be able to let you in. We're good now. Hey Jake, we are good now. <laughs> do you Since know I we're recording forgot. today? Uh, this looks like launch and go, and this looks like the coolest freaking podcast studio I've ever been in.
2: Did you know you can rent out this podcast studio?
1: Yeah, because you make me do all the
2: audio editing. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> he does most of the work, actually. So I'm the whipping boy. <laughs> yes, but, yep. sir. I'll do whatever you like me to do, as you would say. This is the official. Podcast headquarters of beer and business. And it could be yep. your official headquarters for your podcast as well. So um, if you've got any questions, go to launch and go workspace. Um, Reach out website. to us too
1: here at the, yeah. at the
2: podcast. You can go to beer.business, fill out the
1: contact us form. You can email us at podcast at beer.business. Any way you want to get a hold of us, just let us know. This is a great place to record. We've got several uh, podcasts now that are being recorded here. I know. We've got all the equipment. We've got the know-how, so even if you're not technical, if you just want to want to stop in, sit in a seat, talk into the microphone, and leave, and we can manage everything for you. So we've got and, and we've got all the options. Or if you have all the technical prowess and you want to plug your computer into the to the mixer and just use our our hardware, you can do that too. But this is a great place to record a podcast. You need to talk to us if you've got any
2: interest in starting one. There you go. That's the way to say it. Yeah, and and uh, you have some events coming up here at Launch and Go, don't you? Um- on the spot again but yeah we do we do so um, next week on Thursday uh, not sure tr- that's that, the 10th the ten- tenth. 10th tenth is um, Sabbath South South Atlanta you Business that, Association It's a lot of that's a mouthful man <laughs> no just, this is a mouthful that is that mm. oh the mugshot yum so otherwise known as Saba <sighs> at 1130 to, from 1130 to 1 it's a lunch and learn and this month We're going to be talking about guerrilla marketing. So there will be somebody teaching us a little bit about guerrilla marketing this month. It's going to be why would you market to gorillas? They don't have any money. Oh, Jake, just show up for the event, please, and bring me. Are you telling me that I don't understand what it is? No, but for a comment like that, you need to bring me my free lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. So. Anyway, um, we've got that going on. Uh, there are a couple other things that are going to happen toward the end of the month. Um, but this is just, let's just stick with next week.
1: Okay, cool. Okay. And you should come to Saba because it's, it's a really great, you get to you get to meet people. It's a good business networking opportunity. And I love the fact that there's an educational piece. So, mm-hmm. you know, come on out folks. It, what else are you going to do? You know, sit, sit in your office, and not learn anything. Buh. That's right. Come up here. Now you want to learn something else? Uh, yeah, I do want to learn something else. I just want to, but first of all, I want to share with our audience. You guys love this podcast, right? And we love you for listening, but you know, the best gift you can give somebody
2: this holiday season. Ooh, I know. I know. Well, I know. Yes, Darren I'm raising my hand, the subscribe, just give them the subscribe to beer and business podcast.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, I I couldn't imagine waking up on Christmas morning and unwrapping a subscription to beer and business. I'd probably, you know, break down have tears and all that. <laughs>
2: because <laughs> your wife kicked you out of the house <laughs> for doing something
1: <laughs> hey look honey I know you want a jewelry but I got a I got you a subscription to the parent oh, business podcast new bathroom. okay don't do that slippers. that's probably not good <laughs> you got but my, please nice. recommend us to your friends and family and just know that anytime no. that you subscribe or you have one of your friends subscribe all of our stuff is securely hosted by overwatch technology so you don't have to worry about hooting getting in I mean you know We're locked down. And if you have a business with computers, which, you know, if you have a business without computers, I don't even know what the hell you're doing. But if you've got computers in your business, you need Overwatch. They combine technology, software, and people actually looking at log files to make sure that you're safe from things like malware, ransomware, viruses, um, crazy Eddie hacking into your computer and putting weird files on there. I don't know. That is... That's weird. Stuff. But just go to www.overwatch.technology and uh you can get a free assessment on your computers to see what kind of junk's on there. And then they will give you a plan on what to do going forward to keep those those PCs safe from all those nasty things. And uh Overwatch has a tech tip for us this week, right, Darren?
2: They sure do. They sure do. Can you read that? I, Are your eyes on? I my all six of them. I wear bifocals, so um, so the quite actually their tech tip, tech tip is that? should you plug into that? Uh, what do you mean exactly? So be careful what you plug into your computer is their tech tip, and this goes for personal computers, but also your business computers. And so what they're what they're actually talking about is never use a USB. Whose source you don't know. So you've got USB ports on the side of your computer, Mm -hmm. on the front of your computer. Don't plug your personal device into that USB. If you're at work, don't allow your employees to plug their cell phones in.
1: Like to charge.
2: I I know a lot of people like, oh, I got a port
1: there and I'll, I'll charge my phone.
2: Because it could be infected with malware that you don't know. Now that information gets transferred to your network mm-hmm. and guess what happens boof shuts down the whole network and overwatch has seen this too with with
1: companies that have been hit with ransomware they they could actually wow. trace the source back to somebody's personal cell phone right oh
2: yeah yeah
1: it happens it's amazing so. that you can actually figure that stuff out but
2: yikes they're really smarts they they know all the computers and things don't they <laughs> they do they do so if if your business is um even if you are secured right now or think you're secured, call Overwatch. If you're using Kaspersky, I mean, it's Russian, <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> right? I mean, that, there is that. Yeah, there is. So, that. You know, there's webroot. Th- here's there's here's Putin. Have, hey, I got I got some software to put on your computer to
2: keep it safe. How the election was won. Kind of like how the West was I will won, keep, but different. I will keep safe for you, oh, all for you. Right. Just just call Overwatch even yeah. for a free assessment to make sure I make safe is good. Yeah. Your your computer. You. I, I make safe is is nice. Jake, how many mugshots <laughs> have you been sneaking in here, buddy? Just one. Yeah. All I'm right. Fine. So check in with Overwatch. Thank you, Overwatch, for protecting us. Obviously yes. maybe Jake a little more than the rest of us. Yeah. Today. Plugging questionable things into my computer. You know but what I'm, it's time for?
1: Yeah. I want to close out with a couple words of wisdom. So we talked to Rob today and he chased his passion and created a business out of it. There's something that I think is really important. And that is whatever your career is, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, and, it, and you don't have to be an entrepreneur because this crazy world is not for everybody. Trust me <laughs> being an entrepreneur is hard work, but whatever it is you do in life, even if it's something that you're not passionate about, bring your passion. There should always be passion. If you want to be successful in this life and you want to be happy, find a way to bring your passion. You know, I've done some jobs Darren over the years that uh, quite frankly were not things that I enjoyed at all. Oh, I I've had a few of those too. And I've had some jobs that I did really enjoy. And you know, now I'm an entrepreneur chasing things that, you know, I want out of my own life. But even in those roles that I didn't like, those jobs I didn't like, mm-hmm. I always found a way to bring passion to it. And you know what? When when you do that, guess what happens? Uh-huh. You, you figure out how to actually enjoy what you're doing. Well, you
2: enjoy your life a little bit more, too, outside of work.
1: You do. And, you know, Rob Rob was working at a call center doing, you know, inbound home equity lines of credit. And, you know, he said that it was it was awful work. I have a feeling he was probably one of the happiest guys there. I think he was pretty successful. He was probably pretty successful. And you know what? I've done some jobs like that where it was like, I don't like this job at all, but I figured out how to bring passion to it. And it became less of a job and it became something that, you know, I enjoyed. And uh, that's what I want to share with you guys today. Even if you're doing something where you thought you were going to be a veterinarian or you thought you were going to be a pilot or whatever, and you're doing something completely different. Oh, well, whatever, find a way to bring your passion and you will find success. And as Darren said, you'll probably find happiness in more areas of your life. So with that folks, we want to remind you drink responsibly. Um, And if you are going to drink, drink jailhouse because it's delicious. And uh, you know, if you have one too many, yeah, you know, you might want to get a taxi. I mean, I'm going to
2: Uber Lyft.
1: I'm going to let Darren need. fall down the stairs. I'm going to load him in one tonight um, and we're going to be all good. But uh, yeah, we appreciate you tuning in guys. We hope this has been a a really insightful episode for you and we will see you next week.